0: you for joining paranormal Lifestyle podcast in episode two of the enfield poltergeist case JG and mama mary with you of course so you don't have to be scared Mm. (laughs) we got your six um i hope you're ready to get back into this very bizarre account of poltergeist activity so the last episode we left off (laughs) left off at Late October 1977, the whole family started sleeping all in the same room for safety reasons. With that, though, the happenings were becoming more severe. One instance was a vibration through the whole house and a noise described as scraping. They all went to the bedroom and noticed the fireplace mantle was floating over the bed. Something with such strong force bent a metal piece of this gas fireplace. Very sturdy piece for even a grown man to move. Maurice very much questioned this because why wouldn't you question all of this crazy and strange behavior, you know, happening. Um, he reached out to the university cuz okay, hold on from the notes a minute. He actually has a piece of this, like he took the the furnace part or whatever and it's in his office. Um, so he's like was like even showing on video like, "Hey, I can't move this. I, I cannot bend this." So a piece of that was bent, let alone it was levitating over the freaking bed. That's crazy. So, he reached out to the University of London who sent a student that studies experiments with physics. Um, he had done an experiment with a spoon bender around the same time. He wanted to see if Janet could do the same. How crazy to think something like this. But again, this goes back to the mind is a powerful thing. A, a little girl bending bending metal with her mind and thoughts. That's a whole nother episode Like to even think about. The concept is so fascinating to me anyway. The testing resulted in her bending the metal with no touch whatsoever. She ended up bending the metal with her mind. So her hands were about six inches away from the metal. What a scary thing for a for a young girl to even know oh that God, she could yeah. do that. And we do not give ourselves enough credit of everything that we can do with our minds. Oh yeah, definitely. We People are not even aware. Off so much. Of so what we're capable of a lot of this. I think paranormal activity that we do see that we a, a credit to paranormal activity. It, it's our own mind. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, and not by crazy mind. It's our mind being able to do physical things without touch. Exactly. Well, that's so bizarre for a normal human being to put your to be able to wrap your mind around that could happen so mm-hmm. we just ignore like, the fact and i was like oh it's a ghost well i don't know what's crazier to say you know was it a ghost or i did i bend that spoon with my mind that uh, you never know you, really <laughs> I, you know, know i i i would almost rather hear you bent it with a you know i think that's a cooler i think it's a cooler story <laughs> it's more fun game mm-hmm. oh absolutely um so with this information, they kind of go back into the emotional state of the girls with the divorce and their father, what kind of energy was being put out that could make this stuff happen. So she had a lot of pent-up energy, whether yeah. it be good or bad. What she, a trauma?: Uh-huh. she didn't realize how she was putting it out, I don't think, with any of this. So like she could be downstairs and there'd be a knocking they hear from upstairs, or things love it dating, and she's not even in the room because that's how much energy she's actually putting out there. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So, do you want to take the next bet?
1: So, <laughs> they randomly started hearing knocking, right? Yes. Okay. And um, it was random at times, but it was also in random places. The knocking wasn't always coming from one single location. So, you could listen on one
0: wall, and the knock would come from the other. Mm-hmm. So, then they go to the other wall, thinking, okay, is the knock going to come through? And then it would come back from the wall that they were just at. Like, it would go all over. It was like answering almost. Mm-hmm. Like a,
1: you know... Catch me if you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Type thing. Mm -hmm. So during an interview with the girls, there were three random knocks. Now keep in mind, everyone was in the same room and doing an interview, so there wasn't much for background noise going on at all. Things like this keep going on. Peggy is at the point where she can't take much more.
0: So Guy and Maurice send Peggy and the kids on a week-long vacation. Um, holiday that's what they call it mm-hmm. the, i like being able to say that on a holiday we're going on holiday for seven days um what? at the clacton on the sea so they would have a chance to breathe and feel like a normal family which you probably is, really needed. yes absolutely um my thoughts on doing something what chance my thoughts on doing something like this would also help answer a question i would have if it's an attachment to the family or the house Mm-hmm. So, depending on the right. random happenings in the house, why they're gone, and such like that. So, um, from my research, I I think a lot of the stuff subsided when they were gone, which would make sense. Whether it's a poltergeist that is attached to the girls, um, or if it's her mind doing it. Like, I don't know. Um, As they returned from a nice time away, so did the poltergeist. But now, it was like it had something to prove. So everything came back full force with them. One night, the knocking got so overwhelming, Maurice wanted to see if he could contact the poltergeist directly to see if he could finally get some answers. He instructed the poltergeist to knock once for no and twice for yes. As an investigator, I know I have used this method time timer 12. Um, I do have many theories on this, as I do many things. Again, that's a whole different episode. (laughs) So Maurice does this and gets a response. He asked the poltergeist if it died in the house. It did not knock once. Not even twice, but fifty three times. Five three. It knocked. Um, could you imagine getting that kind of response to a question that only oh, required one or two knocks to communicate the answer? Um well, maybe there was more than one spirit. Maybe. That's like why I got so many knocks. Could be they're like, yes, we all died here. Um and then he asked, Are you having a game with me? With this I do have a recording I'm gonna slip in there. Um at that point after he asked that, it did respond in a box was in the corner, and it flew across and hit him in the forehead. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck's your problem, yo? I'm just (laughs) asking you a simple question, right? Yes or no. Yeah. Not
1: two knots. Well, it was one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then he's like, there's your answer. (laughs) Leave me the frig alone. So do you want to take the next
1: part? Yes. So, with all of the strange occurrences Maurice and Guy had seen, heard, and been a part of, they were definitely believers at this point. As the SPR kept hearing all of these events, they sent out more researchers. However, none that they sent out became a believer from visiting this house. They stand by the theory that it's a hoax, and the girls are all behind all of the
0: happenings. And with that, we are going to take a break. Insert break. Insert. Sir- <laughs> Back talking about Flavor Flav, Who's and got the fever for the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is great!
1: I think That's we're black gonna- sheep. If you're gonna go like hard gangster rap before it was actually hard, uh huh. Black sheep had the fever for the flavor. I don't know black sheep. Of course you don't. I was a lonely child when oh. I ordered CDs. I went for the oh. explicit language. They were rappers. Oh my god.
0: I got in trouble was Oh, that makes so much sense now. For having the Dr. Dre album. Oh, I love Dr. Dre. Yeah, my stepdad seemed that it had the marijuana leaf on it. Oh my god, he came in my room and he broke it. Where'd you get this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of was, I was kind of an only child because Mike lived with dad. I don't know. Lived with my mom for a while. But yeah, that's when I couldn't listen to music. After that, dad bought me and Mike our tapes, so... Mom couldn't say nothing about it because an adult bought them. And I turned out just fine. Me too. I love Dr. Tra. Me too. And Warren G., regulators, Me mount up. You know, I'm like eight. I remember seeing my best friend in the bathroom brushing each other's hair. <laughs> regulators, <laughs> mount up. It was a clear black night. <laughs> <laughs> de- 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 de. Yeah, good old time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the kids. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> back to business. <laughs> and we're back. So, let's talk this out. There are some things that happened that one or both of the girls were busted for doing. They were even caught playing a trick on Maurice by telling him the poltergeist messed with the recording machine, not knowing it was already recording and got them saying they were going to play a trick. Maurice and Guy are well aware of how the kids are in that age bracket and stick up for the girls with the same attitude. They're like, they're kids. Why wouldn't they? And they thought it was funny that they didn't realize that it was recording. So they were like, okay, we know you did this. You know, being able to call them out was just as much fun for them as it was for the girls to be playing this trick. Besides
1: the fact they had their own experiences where even though it was a trick... They had their own experience
0: exactly and girls it's not like that was their first time over there they've been there for they were going to be there for a total of 14 months so these are almost like roommates to the girls so yeah Mm -hmm. why wouldn't they play tricks on you that's what kids do with anybody that lives in the same household um so they will admit they know the girls play tricks but also know the difference between a trick and a paranormal happening when all parties are in the same room and they have an eye on the girls and the whole family uh so, like you were just saying, it goes back to the fact that they had their own experiences mm-hmm. without the girls being around, whatever, or being around and being able to see them. This is all the stuff we will get into in the last episode of this case. I have some theories of my own, along with some others I would like to go over with all you guys and girls. The in-betweeners. The in-betweeners. <laughs> but not everything else a hoax. Or so they say. In late November, Janet started. Some blast started acting out of character. Um, Her drawings were becoming very violent type of drawings. I have seen some of these drawings from doing the research. One that stuck out um, was one that looked like a little girl with a knife, and she had slit her own throat. Wow. She's 11. For the most part, you hear stories about her. She was very um, happy... Young girls go through their own emotions, whatever. But for the most part, she was always happy as a young child and everything. She didn't go through the abuse and stuff like that. Oh,
1: wow. Where you would normally,
0: yeah. if you look at it from a psychological point of view, you'd think, okay, this, this, and this must have happened. No, those things didn't happen. Um, but those were the types of drawings she was doing. They were violent drawings. So um, she be- also began having violent outbursts. So it was. there's recordings of that where you see um, Ma- Maurice half to told her almost like she was having a seizure but she's yelling stuff out and almost like a possession kind of but he was trying to help keep her safe so she wasn't flipping all over the place including yelling and screaming and also a strength a young lady should never have or a young girl um out of nowhere and no one there was no seeming reason for any of this like it would be fine they'd be just chatting with her sister or you know with the mom too and then all of a sudden she just like yeah Uh, she didn't seem to be upset beforehand or nothing knowingly to the others for it to trigger something of this type of thing. Where they're just like, I got not know where she's starting to act like this. It'd be different if she was known for those type of fits. But she yeah, wasn't. It was something new. Mm-hmm. Along with the drawings. There are times that she would hit her head on the wall. And just be nothing that they had seen before. And that's when Maurice was like, she's going to hurt herself. She would just sit there and bang her head on the wall. They would have to forcibly restrain her so she didn't hurt herself or others during these episodes. And then I do... I will insert recording now.
1: Uh, some of the things it said were very embarrassing, you know. For instance, the swearing. Uh, it was like, in a sense, that it was angry. So on November twenty-sixth, a doctor came and sedated Janet with ten milligrams of Valium to sedate her. So that she would calm down. When she came, she was. When she came to. When she came to, <laughs> she was atop at of the, the radio in a very peculiar position. A position that's difficult to explain, so we'll put a picture on the Facebook page for you all to see instead of hearing about it. These strange occurrences kept happening, and more so at night. So, one that is more well-known was captured on tape. Janet was asleep, and she was dragged out of her bed and through her door. When the adults got upstairs after hearing all of the commotion, they said that Janet was coming down the stairs with her head first.
0: Insert stair recording. <coughs>
1: Where is she? No, 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 no. I'm no, 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 no. trying to get out
0: of the room. Tell me what. I'm sleeping. Yeah. Looks like I hope something pulls me by the arms and I feel yeah. the door open to the one at the door, and I can't fly downstairs. After this episode, that they had with her they asked ian fletcher of the spr also a doctor to hypnotize her to see if they could tap into her subconscious to get answers he asked her a series of questions she told them about things that had happened Like her getting thrown out of the bed and it feeling like cold hands grabbing her around her body. She did say when asked, it was her and her sister that were doing these things. He does believe they were doing certain things, but why is the big question, which is my question for most things. Why did she have this massive strength out of nowhere? Why is she yelling and screaming for no reason? In the logical world, we would just say she was acting out, but it goes beyond that. And why she was acting this way if you ever wanted to set an offense on something this is the time to do so there's so many questions with with this whole case so with that when they asked that because you can also listen to that um ouch it was she said her sister it was her and her sister doing these things, but then she kept referring to him. when it it went further on okay why did you do this well he wanted blah 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 well it was him that did it it. Mm -hmm. so i think he or him was getting into her like she knew physically to the eyes it was her and her sister doing doing these things but it was beyond that i don't know the terms i want to use but but it goes beyond just a kid acting out it was more of an attachment yes thank you yes thank you But to take on that physical strength that she would have had to to cause some of these things is absolutely insane. Cause she was a tiny thing, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> very small girl. Um, do you have anything else to say on no. this? No, no, I'm like no, nothing. So, and that is all for this episode. This seems like a great place to stop. And when we return, we will start off on December 14th, 1977. It is an important day, in this case, for a very odd reason that you wouldn't normally connect. And that is all for this episode. This seems like a great place to stop. And when we return, we will start off on December 14th, 1977. It is an important day, in this case, for a very odd reason that you wouldn't normally connect with the paranormal aspect. So, thank you for listening to this episode of Paranormal XL Podcast. Be sure to email us with any thoughts or ideas is paranormalexcel at writeme.com. Stay kind, stay humble, and remember, don't yuck someone else's yum, ever.
1: What the hell?